I'm going to read our first reading before we get started. And this comes from the big book on page 104 to 105. It says, we have traveled a rocky road. There is no mistake about that. We have had long rendezvous with hurt pride, frustration, self-pity, misunderstanding, and fear. These are not pleasant companions. We have been driven to maudlin sympathy, to bitter resentment. Some of us have veered from extreme to extreme, ever hoping that one day our loved ones would be themselves once more. That's from To the Wives, chapter 11, page 104 to 105 from the big book. I'd like to now introduce Mary Pearl T. from Little Rock, Arkansas, to speak for 15 minutes. Let's all give her a hand. I know a silent hand. We're so excited. Thank you. Are you there, Mary? Thank you. Yes, I'm here. My name is Mary Pearl, and I'm from North Little Rock, Arkansas, all separate right. town. We're very picky <laughs> about that. Thank you for inviting me to share. When, when I came into Allen on my serenity date is January the 15th of 1977. And when I came in, I had uh, nothing wrong with me. I was there because I loved an alcoholic who was driving me nuts and had been. Uh, the thing about <laughs> it, it is, uh, he'd been sober for quite a long time. And I thought if that was the solution, that uh, it wasn't a very good one. I didn't like him drunk or sober, but I learned in Allen <laughs> I, I was powerless over the alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. And in Al-Anon, we say that we're uh, not we're not powerless over alcohol so much as we are people, places, and things. And I had always tried to use power that I didn't have, but I didn't know I didn't have it. My mother gave me some information when I was growing up. She said, if you just set your mind to something, and work hard, anything is possible. And that like to drove me crazy because I set my mind on getting him sober and it just didn't work. And we went through a lot of things because you see, when you're powerless, you're unable to produce the desired effect. And I kept thinking, if I just word it right, if I just talk to him, if I just do this, if I do that, then he'll quit drinking. It didn't real. I didn't realize that I had the family disease of alcoholism. And in that, we have every defect of character, everything except an allergy to alcohol. That is the only difference between me and the alcoholic. And I didn't know that until I studied the big book. And my sponsor's husband was Joe McHugh, who went all over the world. And uh, so I am a big book Al-Anon. Um, when I tried to do something and I got one iota of success, I considered the whole plan a success. It never occurred to me that I was the one that needed to change. Because, see, I had that feeling of power if I could get it to do. This was a lie I told myself, and I believe that lie. And, you know, whatever you believe is true to you, that's, that's, that's your reality, whether it's the truth or not. And that's the difference between fantasy and denial, you know. It's like, you know, you go to hell and you're down there and and uh, you, you meet this uh, priest and you ask him, what did you do to get here? And he said, I never could get that celibacy thing down. And then you you see a rabbi over there. You ask him, why are you here in hell? And he says, well, I ate pork and I really got a taste for it. And then there's the Eleanor. And they ask her, what did you do to get sent to hell? She said, hell, it's not hot and I'm not here. You know, 
that's the way we are. We can deny anything. It doesn't make any difference. But along with sentence, I have to have surrender. And the surrender, the lack of power was my dilemma, it tells me in the book. And I thought you had to prove of something if you accepted it, and that's not true. I accept the reality of the situation, whether I like it or not. I have to accept reality. Uh, I was a control freak, and I didn't know that. I just thought everything I wanted it should be. And so when you're a control freak, uh, you need to control everything around you. And because there's no more fearful person than a control freak, you control everything to make you feel good. And my sponsor told me to accept things to the point that I wouldn't change them even if I could. And I told her, that's a bitter pill. I don't know if I can do that or not. And uh, she told me, well, just try. Well, you know, years later on, I had a situation. I had this flower garden that I had out front and I had worked so hard. I had 17 flats of impatience planned out there and uh, I wanted them to do well. And so I used a lot of miracle Grow, And when you put miracle Grow on them, they really get good. And so here I was out there with my miracle Grow, and my patients got almost four foot tall. People would drive by and stop and take pictures of my flowers. I'd say, isn't that fantastic? I'd go, yes, yes, I love it, I love it. And the only problem was one day I looked out there and there was a big hole in the middle of my flower bed. And I said, what happened there? And JD says, I think I see the problem. And there was this big old cat. It was over there, a calico cat, and uh, he was laying there in my garden, and he was using that as a place, it was like a jungle over there to him, so he could watch the bird feeders that I had in the front yard, and he could kill my birds, and he would even take a baby cardinal one day and chomp it right in front of me. I thought, I'm going to kill that thing, and so it just made me so angry, so now my, my whole focus is on Get rid of the cat. Get rid of the cat. Well, you go to a meeting and you know they have a thousand uh, people there in the meeting to help you with different things to try. And they told me mothballs. So I got four or five things of mothballs. You could smell my house from three blocks away, but it didn't bother the cat. And then they told me to take red cracked pepper. And I did. I put it all over everything. And uh, I must have a Mexican cat because he loved it. It didn't bother him at all. And so I went to one thing after another. And then finally, the, the season ended, and the next season, I planted my flowers again. You know, I did learn from that experience. You have to keep doing it over and over till you figure it doesn't work. And so here I was, and guess what? The cat came back because there was his hunting ground. And we went through that until finally I decided the solution was kill the cat. So I had a pellet gun, and so I pumped it up to three, and I shot the cat. And the cat went, there, but he came back. And it, he didn't learn. And so I waited again and I shot him again and he made a louder scream this time. And, uh, but he still kept coming back because that's his food source, you know? And so finally I got so mad, I pumped it up to 10 and I shot at him and I missed and I knocked a hole in my neighbor's house. This was not good, not good. So finally my sponsor said, when are you going to learn to accept the cat as being a cat? He's doing what cats do. You're trying to change the nature of a cat. Never did like cats, but that that just that just went all over me. So in trying to accept the cat, I did what my sponsor, you act as if. So the next morning I was doing my meditation and I looked out in my front yard and there was a happy little squirrel 
and he was chewing a limb off of my bonsai tree. And I went running out of my house out to the yard and I'll go, where the hell is my cat? I want him to eat the squirrel. Where is my cat? The cat is nowhere to be found, nowhere to be found. I came back in the house and I went, oh my God, I'm out there in my underwear. I was so into that. I didn't even notice I hadn't bothered to dress yet that morning. And so I, I gave the neighbors a, a, a sight to behold or not to start your day on. And so that's the thing. I tried to change the nature of the cat and I couldn't. And you know, the funny thing that day that I accepted him, I've never seen the cat again. The cat went away. And that's what I've learned. When you accept things just as they are, the problem with them goes away. But see, a controller sometimes disguises themselves as a fixer. And fixing seems to be second nature for Al-Anons. But you have to manage, control, manipulate. And in doing so, you distort your way of life. And you're thinking and, and you're acting. Everything you're reacting, you react to everything. Normal is a setting on a washing machine. It is not a setting on an Al-Anon. And my best friends were justification and rationalization. This is where I give explanations for my behavior instead of being responsible for my behavior. I had no control over my emotions. If you want to control your emotions, if you don't, they'll control you. And I didn't know I was dealing with a disease. It's a spiritual, emotional, and physical disease. For the alcoholic, there's three choices, abstinence, insanity, or death. For an Al-Anon, we have three choices, acceptance, sanity, or death. And as a controller, you can always tell when they ask lots of questions. See, you always gather information. You gather a lot of information you can't do anything with, but you're going to have the information. And you use a lot of adverbs, who, why, when, what, where, those things. But what you're supposed to know will come to you without any action on your part. Our ODAT tells us this. My drug of choice is adrenaline, excitement, you know. From being a small child, I have had a thrill for excitement. We had a big pear tree out in the backyard and our neighbor had a pear tree. And it was just exactly the same kind of pears as ours. They had a fence around it because they had a little dog. And I wanted one of their pears. It just seemed to me that the neighbor's pears would taste better than our pears. And so the, the trick was to get over there, open the gate, go get the pear and get back out before the dog bit me. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. You know, and then when I didn't, they'd have to put their dog up for 10 days because he had bit me. And then finally, they told my mother, I needed to be put up. And I think that was it because, see, I was getting the drilling out of running over there to steal those pears. Just loved it. And another thing I got a little during, I was going to open AA meetings. God, I love open AA meetings. You hear lots and lots of good stuff. And it helped me to understand alcoholism as I had not before. Because J.D. would tell me things. I wouldn't believe him. He lied all the time. But when you did it, when you did it, then you told me I could believe you because you were not lying to me. Why would you lie to me? And so anyway, that helped a lot. But the bottom line on step, on the step one is I can't. But you got to have willingness to go along with that. Doing what you need to do when you're told to do it, and I needed someone, I needed that sponsor to give me guidance and direction. I had to do it whether I felt like it or not. And that come in so much handy to me, that, that principle, because when I, uh, back in uh, the year 2000, 
I lost 127 pounds and I did it in nine months. And people say, did you have surgery? I said, no. I went to a, a nutritionist and she told me what a 1500 calorie looked like a day. And I thought, my God, I'll starve to death. But the bottom line was I did it and I was disciplined. That's what the program gave me because I learned step one, I was powerless over things and I would ask God to come in and to help me. And God did. And I didn't like it. I didn't feel good, but I went ahead and did it. And then I got the result I wanted. And as a result, it was not a diet. It was a life change. And so I've been able to maintain that was something I never, I used to have clothes from size about 16 to 30 in my closet. And now I have all the same size and have had for years. And so you can do anything practicing the principles of this program, but you first got to admit what the problem is. And that's the first step. What are you powerless over? That's your first thing to figure out. And when you realize you can't do that, then you go on and go to the rest of the steps. And I'm going to close with that. Thank you.